this episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. Oh, uh, real quick. So I have two sound bites for you. I have one that's just like R.L. Stein saying, readers beware, you're in for a scare. Hello, I'm R.L. Stein. Our classic Goosebump story is called Listener Beware, You're In For A Scare. Okay. And then I also have a soundbite of like his intro to The Haunted Mask. But my question for you is, do you want... So in the conversation when I'm like, we also watch this, do you want to have a moment for a soundbite for that? Like intro? Yeah. Because if so, I'll set Mm -hmm. it up and I'll be like, listen Mm -hmm. real quick to our man. Listen to this boring bastard. Yeah. Okay. All right. Stop talking shit about R.L. Stein. (laughs) Shit. I'm sorry. Just like right when, you, right when you started talking, I was like, oh my God, this guy's boring. Hello, I'm R.L. Stein. I write the Goosebumps books. In a few minutes, you're going to see one of my favorite stories come alive. The Haunted Mask is a frightening Halloween story about a girl named Carly Beth. The horror begins when Carly Beth puts on the evil haunted mask. And it ends when she discovers there is nothing more powerful than the love of her family and friends. What's so scary about that? You'll see. Viewers beware. You're in for a scare. I think he's funny as fuck. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm going to put him on my top bang list. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's definitely only doing missionary. I knew that. <laughs> uh, after all the shit he writes? I don't know. I don't know. No way. He's a weirdo, dude. <laughs> you think he's a weirdo? He's a put on a yeah. mask? Yeah. <laughs> Bang you in a graveyard? He's a freak in the sheets. You know, you know what RL stands for? Really long. So, <laughs> shit, you know? He's all about it. Those pseudonames just don't, you know, make themselves up. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> or real large. There it is. Wow. It's going to knock your stein out. Yeah. What's <laughs> your It doesn't matter what it is. It's supposed, it's, to be a play on, it's supposed to be a play on spine. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Alright, alright. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <clears throat> Roll the shit. Welcome to the Conjecturing Horrors Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello there. And Greg. What's going on, guys? And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, how you guys doing tonight? This is a long night we're on. <laughs> yeah. Real long? <laughs> real, real long. long. Real large. Real large. RL. Real long. 
Oh my god, you guys listening, uh, you don't know what's been going on the past like two hours trying to get things to work and not work and... Oh, it works. Oh, it works, yeah. Yeah, we got it to work finally. Yeah. <laughs> it all took I know some it- pharmaceuticals, but... You know. Oh, no. All I know, <laughs> all I know at the end is that Laura ended up in bed with Arl Stein. That's all I know what happened. So I don't know what's going on there. I mean, are we even in the gold room tonight? Or are we just Yeah, man, Stein? it's bumping. It's goose bumping in here. Arl Stein got, got a room at the Overlook. So oh. he's just upstairs. He's mm-hmm. waiting for me. I have a key. <laughs> he's waiting he's for you. <laughs> Laura, oh, okay. if you could if you could title that next scene with with one of his book titles, what what would that be? Deep Trouble. <laughs> was Deep Trouble even an option? Uh, I think about, it was. Uh, the, the girl who uh, cried monster. Oh, I got it. The blob that ate everyone. Oh, okay. Dang. All right. Um, All right. Sexy. You asked. Right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> not uh, not uh, how I got my shrunken head. Oh no, that's definitely not it. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay, all right, all right. We need, so, to, all right, all right. We need to actually start this episode, guys. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's go on. Bring it in. Bring it in. All right, let's go. All right. Uh, so let's see what are we doing here. So we got uh, this week. I guess we're doing pick your poison this week. And this is Laura's pick. Uh, goosebumps. R.L. Stein. Laura's banging them somewhere apparently. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so <laughs> um. <laughs> What so what are you uh, what are you what are you wearing tonight, Greg? Are you wearing something? What do you got going on tonight, Greg? Um I'm not on my body, but on my face. Oh, oh my am. god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wait a second now. So you're naked? Uh that was a completely like senseless answer. What I what I meant to say is usually I have like a costume like on my my person. Tonight I don't. It's just a t-shirt. I have oh, a... Oh, uh, shit! <clears throat> I've got a mummy mask, so this is a... I love oh, it! Call back to Return of the Mummy. So I'm, I'm part mummy, and I'm reading my um, my book for tonight that I read. Oh, that's amazing. Nice, nice. I, I like love it. it. I mean, I'm still picking you bottomless. You're just naked with a mummy mask on. Well, I, it. I wanted to be naked and then just cover myself with mud, like the, the book I read, but it was too much effort. But I, I was like this close. This You're close. close. Wow. Uh, wow. Close. All right, maybe next time, maybe next time, man. You know, um, <laughs> next time, <laughs> what would apply next time? So, <laughs> throw it in there whenever you want, man. It's okay, you know. Uh, what about you, Laura? What are you wearing besides R.L. Stein? Oh, I like it. Nice. Uh, I've got I'm a true fan fan girl tonight. I can't even talk. Oh got, my got, god, got that Stein in your mouth. Get it out of there. No, RL. here we go. I am a true fangirl. I've got lots of books. I also have a haunted mask t-shirt. The That's original. It's sh- a super dope shirt. Art. So good. Love it. Love it. Amazon. Oh. And I also I have these really cool glasses. They're bright lime green, and they have like this drip effect. You know. Oh, Very that's 90s. cool. Very goosebumps. Mm. I thought those were post R.L. Stein shades. Like he got done, you know, and that's not funny. You know, in the eye is not cool, man. That's why not you got to wear the shades, Laura. I'm glad you, you were planned ahead. You came in with protection. Yeah, Ooh, I'm going to wear these for the rest of the recording. There you go. I like it. I like it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, speaking of things in your face, facials, uh, I'm, I just have a, I have a can of, what is this called? Monster blood. Oh, it's called monster mm-hmm. blood. I monster think from blood. one of the books mm-hmm. I read and it's just shooting all up in my face. It's all in my face. It's in my mouth. It's in my hair. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's everywhere. 
<laughs> it's everywhere, guys. <laughs> you know, I pretty much look like Laura, you know, after RL got done with her. It's all over the wow. place. You know? um, all right. Um, <gasps> let's see. Uh, oh, I'm also wearing my merch, uh, merch shirt today. Horror Life shirt. I'm wearing one of our shirts. Uh, uh, tpublic.com uh, slash user slash conjecturing pod. Go check it out there. We got some cool shit over there. Uh, let's see. So let's see what we're drinking tonight. Like we need more alcohol tonight. <laughs> What's up, girls? All right. So what are we? What are we drinking, Laura? You wouldn't think this because it sounds like I've had eighteen shots. That's not true. But we are drinking wine because I think R.L. Stein is a classy motherfucker. He is. He's very <laughs> fancy. No, I actually just picked wine because it rhymed with Stein. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's it. Nice. Nice. Uh, I don't think we got any show news updates, anything like that. We just want to remind everybody listening, if they like our show, please rate, review our podcast, whatever platform you listen to it on. Uh, quick ad read. This episode is sponsored by Amazon Music Unlimited. With Amazon Music Unlimited, lis- listeners get unlimited access to over 70 million songs on demand music, which is always ad free, and are able to listen offline with unlimited skips. By signing up with our promo link, you get Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days and cancel at any time. So go to getamazonmusic.com slash conjecturingpod to get started. All right, so uh, let's see where we're at now. Uh, Follow-up from previous shows. Last week, we did Conjuring 2. We also had a, a special bonus episode. Uh, bonus episode? Bonus episode, a little bit about Malignant. Uh, do you guys want to talk about either of those? Yeah, I just want to say I'm sorry. I think I was really grumpy in that episode. Um, I, You know, my rating just shows that I was in the middle. But I think, kind of like Greg said, like it, it can put you in a bad mood movie i feel like and maybe Mal- i was still about malignant right not conjuring yeah, 2. yeah yeah yeah, okay, yeah yeah oh no mm-hmm. conjuring 2 is fantastic uh, actually conjuring 2 might be in my top three favorite episodes of ours of all time oh, it was wow. so good it was funny it was a good review it was scary as hell i loved it that's true you still uh i mean speaking of last week's episode did you uh did you have to kick uh crooked man out of the bed to get earl stein in there <laughs> <laughs> not with that hook hand she, 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 like, are they fighting you, know, are they fighting you guys you? I, I'm I'm welcoming to it the more the merrier whoa it's fine you you come in you come in <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> wow wow all right <laughs> I feel like me I'm like please come in someone please please no oh, okay all right. you bear suit all right let's go all right um <laughs> What about you, Greg? You got anything from last week's episode, Conjuring 2 or Malignant? Nope, nothing. I mean, <laughs> nothing. Jesus made wine, drink up. That's what I got oh, from that episode. True. That's true. That was my, that was my quote shit. of the day. Another t-shirt right. I got to work on. It's not already <laughs> taken by, you know, the God. Um, <laughs> I would have never guessed that this episode was going to be so bonkers, just wild when we when we like don't start recording for like over two hours and then we start this late it's gonna be crazy laura you should know that already by now this is how we have to do every episode then yeah, we just okay, have to get true. on early that's start true. drinking start yeah. chatting see what <laughs> we just continue to top yourselves with new, with new quotes that's that's gonna be my new no. quote that's my new quote okay all right, as long as it's not ahead. taken by and then follow that with like 20 dots and ellipses and then just god after that <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh man! All right, let's uh, let's keep, keep going here. Let's we got a horrorish segment this week. I think Laura's planning it. I don't really know what it is, but I think I, I think I got the right drop going here. Yeah, buddy. Oh, game game from Laura oh, this shit. week. Well, funny, funny enough, I wanted to do a very short game to kind of kick us off 
and to shake off those cobwebs to see how much we remember. But I feel like we're pretty warmed up. I don't know. I think warm. you guys. I'm always warm. I think you guys are gonna kill it. <laughs> yeah. This is totally just for fun. It's not for competing. Uh, so feel free to just shout out the answer. Uh, I'm just going to be asking very general questions about some really popular Goosebumps books to see what we remember. So, so, the, and, uh, wait, so the one time I finally probably get to play a game, it doesn't actually count for any type of record. <laughs> if you guys really want it to count, you can. But I say let's not make this too hard on ourselves. Like, let's okay. just have some fun. Okay. All right. Let's keep Are going. Are you ready? Yes. I'm Talk super, Goosebumps. I'm super hard. Let's go. Okay. Question number one. What neighborhood do the Benson family move to in Welcome to Dead House? Welcome to Dead House was the very first book in the Goosebump series. Do you guys remember the neighborhood? Dawson's Creek. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna give you some I, I'm gonna give you some multiple choice, okay? Was it Night Moon Lagoon, Dark Falls, Demon Place, or Black Valley? I think Greg already guessed Dawson's Creek. Um Black Valley. Mm, incorrect. It is Dark Falls. Oh, man. That was be my next guess. Mm, was it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Next question. What's the name of the mysterious sorcerer in the Night in Terror Tower? Was it Merlin? Gandalf. Marvin? <laughs> Moral? <laughs> Please tell me it's Marvin. <laughs> Wait. Let me God. finish. Marvin. Moral or Morgrid? Morgrid. <laughs> Did you make up some of those? <laughs> Correct, Greg. Whoa. <laughs> Greg, you knew that, Greg? Yeah, it's one of my favorite what the books. Fuck? Oh my god. Oh my the, god. The execution or walking down the steps of the tower on the cover. Good job. Did, oh, Laura, did you make up those other ones or they found no. like a list? I found a list. Because some of those I'm like, well, those aren't even names. What are those words? <laughs> they are. Well, well Margaret's not a name, at yeah, least. Yeah, that's true. As far as I know. Marvin. All right. You guys are gonna know this hundred percent. Come on. What color is the gooey substance on the cover of Monster Blood? Green. Oh, yay! Tied. Good job. Good job. Yeah, good we job, both got it. Job. We tied. Okay. All right. What is the name of the dummy in Night of the Living Dummy? Billy. You guys Ooh. remember? Was it uh, Smiley? Sloppy. 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 Very sloppy. good. Nice. Good I job. Good job. Good job. Sloppy it is. All right. Next question. What does Gabe accidentally steal from the mummy in The Curse of the Mummy? Oh, his hand. Yes. Oh. yes. You guys are killing it. This I'll is just, awesome. I got to put on my mask for that one. I want to say his boner. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question, you guys. And what was the first ever Goosebumps to be published in the original series? Was it Say Cheese and Die? The Girl Who Cried Monster, Welcome to Dead House, or Ghost Beach? Welcome to Dead House, right? Oh. That's right. I thought it was Haunted Mask. Oh, cool. See? You guys nice. did great. Wait, We're warmed what? up now. Did we do great? I know. Won. I'm so warm. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Greg probably won. But Greg, I think, yeah, Greg probably won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg actually right. knew an answer. I mostly guessed on my answers. Greg he knew, knew a few answers, Greg, actually. Greg knew whatever that wizard's name was, Muffin or something like that. <laughs> Greg knew it. He gets all the points. <laughs> That's like a hundred point question. Morgrid. <laughs> Morgrid. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, Muffin is. That's implausible to think of. That was a wizard name, but Morgrid was okay. Um, oh man. So good job, Laura. Good job. Thank you for bringing Thank that you. game, uh, educating me and everybody else listening. Uh, Goosebumps knowledge. I like it. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you want to email us in any of those answers that you possibly knew, or any other ones that Laura could uh, maybe ask next time. 
uh, next time when Greg's dressed like a mud man. Uh, conjecturingpod at Gmail. Hit us up at Twitter, Instagram, at conjecturingpod. Leave us a voicemail, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Uh, so now it's time to get to our main segment. It's time to pick our poison, get to goosebumps this week. Laura's taking the reins here. She's uh, putting a mask on, I think. She's going to tell us what's going on. So what, what, how are we doing this, Laura? Well, I'm going to start off quickly by just giving a few goosebumps facts to our listeners. So mm. Goosebumps is a series of children's horror fiction. Oh, my God. I am so sorry. Uh, by American <laughs> author R.L. Stein, published by Scholastic Publishing. The stories follow child characters who find themselves in scary situations, usually involving monsters and other supernatural elements. From 1992 to 1997, 62 books were published under the Goosebumps umbrella title. Mm. And Goosebumps has spawned a television series, which we already watched an episode of. The series has sold over 400 million books worldwide in 32 languages, and it has become the second best-selling book series in history after Harry Potter. Wow. Right? Yeah. That's huge. That deserves an Owen Wilson. Wow. It's just amazing facts. <laughs> so let's talk about reading these books. So Rob, kick us off. Tell oh, us about starting... your experience with uh, the Goosebumps well, books. I was really hoping one of you would go for somebody that actually remembers <laughs> shit from back in the day. I literally had to call my Tell mom. Tell us about your suppressed memories. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, literally, I, I literally called my mom and be like, hey, do you remember me reading these books? Because I don't. <laughs> Because I remember what I did last week. So I, I don't like I. I told these guys like I. I do like having a. Uh, like I do love these books. Like I see them and I'm like, wow! I remember really digging them and reading them when I was whatever twelve or thirteen years old when they came out. And I would go to book fairs and like book fairs were like the big thing when I was younger. Oh, yeah. And, and getting like I we, we would be able to collect points for reading books in our classes and they, then yeah. the points would go towards our books and but I literally could not tell you a memory of like me reading one. Or anything wow. about one. It just sucks. Like my memory is so horrible. I don't know if it was like I got abducted by aliens first, or like a ghost <laughs> diddled me, or something like that. But just blocked out my memory. I have like no memories. It's the unwritten goosebumps book. <laughs> they, yeah, the backyard diddler. That was the book I <laughs> book I experienced. Yeah, but I have like no memory of like reading them. I mean, I literally, I think me and Laura got like the same pack. We went and bought like a goosebump thirty pack of some of the books mm -hmm. and yeah. I just looked through them and grabbed like three that visually I'm like, I know I remember these ones. I know I read these and I read those three. Um, so I don't really have like a crazy story of like anything from back in the day, but, uh, but I did read those, these three and they were <laughs> interesting reading them as a 40 year old, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Rob, I just love how you called out the whole scholastic book fair at school though. I, I feel like that was such a big thing for our generation you know, and I, I definitely picked up so many Goosebumps books through that every time. It was so much fun. So that's a good memory. Oh, good thank job. you. Thank you. I'm glad. You did I'm it. glad. I did it. Like the newer generations, when you hear about a book fair, just the name alone sounds so lame, you know, and I feel like everyone's on the electronic media now. Mm -hmm. It's hard to comprehend what those, what those meant to you. Uh, you know, growing up, I feel like in the age of, of physical materials where we had cassette tapes, CDs, booklets, pamphlets, like things that you almost collected, books uh, of all things. Um, 
I, it's hard to describe like how spe- it was almost like a gift to be able to even yeah. uh, go to the fair. It was like its own little miniature Christmas to where you are given the option to, you know, go out and, and shop like for yourself and select what world you're going to jump into next. I mean, it's just I, I have such great memories of that. The, the book fair time, too. Yeah, it'd be like yeah. somebody nowadays being like, hey, everybody, there's a TikTok fair. Go look at your favorite TikToks <laughs> and pick which ones you like and, and save them, you know? Yeah, I don't know what the equivalent would be. I mean, I don't know. I don't think there is. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about you, Greg? Do you have any stories of about reading Goosebumps or just do you remember how old you were? Yeah, well, like speaking of just reading it, I because I read the one that I wanted to read today. And it was funny because um, my kid looks at the cover and he's like, you know, Aaron's like, what is that? It looks scary. I'm like, oh, it's a book. He goes, can we read it? I'm thinking, okay, we, we could read it. He cracks it open. And then he goes, there's no pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's for big kids because we can think of the pictures in our head. And he's like, I like the one with pictures. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, maybe one day <laughs> when you're in the, the fourth grade. or I mean, because that's when I, I first saw them was – I, what I what I mem- distinctly remember was that there was a period of time where everybody, like you said, Laura, was getting them, and it was almost like a fad or a, a just a trend. So I remember wanting to go against that trend and thinking, oh, I'm not going to do what all these other kids are doing and looking at these these books because it just seems so trendy. You know, you want to like buck that and seem cool. And that only lasted so long. One of the book fairs, I was like, let's just see what this is all about. And I picked up one of the books, and it's the one that I that I read uh, today. And it like it really blew my mind. That was when I actually started to buy books, like and read the series, like um, a lot of the Choose Your Own Adventure or Ending in the Cupboard. Or I mean, there's so many. Like that was around the age where I actually started to read tech, like a uh, fiction. Mm-hmm. And. <clears throat> I would say that the Goosebumps series are, it's like my intro to horror. Yes. Yes. I mean, that like before that, it was just, I mean, you're still learning addition and subtraction. You're not really getting into like fictional stuff and leisure reading. And it was like my, not only kind of like my introduction to just reading casual literature and fiction, but like the horror genre, like then starting to watch horror movies, the ones that were appropriate for my age. And yeah, it just said it had such a big uh, impact on me. I think I just, I love, I have such fond memories of this time, waiting for the new ones to come out, never being disappointed, at least for a long while, right? Um, and then just stacking them up on your, I don't know, I think people who, who collected them, they had different places that they would stack them, but I always had it like chronologically left to right. And you could like walk by and look at your uh, your collection, like a CD collection or something and kind of admire it and pick off whichever one you wanted. It was such an enjoyable time. That's awesome. cool. That's cool. I never realized my intro to horror was actually horror, like me being like abducted and shit with a kid and <laughs> like real life. It was actually like horrific. Like, You're never, like Goosebumps isn't scary because yeah. lived something way yeah, more yeah, I never, horrific. I never realized that before. It's scary. I know it's crazy. Like picking up on like what Greg's talking about, like like I, I do remember like for me, like the Goosebumps book, as much as like I don't have memories of like actually reading them. Like I said, I, I do have like this love for them. But one, one thing I, I forgot to say was like they were one of my intros into like, like reading more or less mm. kind of like Greg's talking about, like, to be honest, like I'm not a great speller now. Uh, back then I was a horrible speller. I really couldn't read that well back when I was whatever that is like 12, 13 years old. I hated reading in class out loud. I would stutter. I couldn't pronounce words very well. And, but goosebumps were like one of the first bo- uh, books I got that I feel like I could read like the way they were paced. I mean, they're written for kids 
you know, the way the words are like bigger on the page. There's not that many words to a page. I didn't feel intimidated to read them. And mm-hmm. I felt like I felt like the words were very appropriate for the age I was at. And so like they really helped me in that time of starting to learn to read more because before that I just didn't want to read anything because I felt so depressed about it and I felt yeah. so sad about it. So like I definitely have to say goosebumps were definitely my gateway into just reading in general, not even just horror, but just reading and right. actually enjoying what it was, you know. That was the one thing that I noticed reading my book. So I actually did two things. I read one book and then I listened to one audiobook. I mm. actually found that listening to the audiobook was more distracting and difficult um, for some reason. But like reading it, I would continue. You see all these these notes here, these sticky Jesus. notes. They're not actual notes. They're just sticky notes. Anytime I hit a point where I thought like for this reading level and this stage, the way that he's worded this, this paragraph just pulls you back in in a very subtle way. And it just happens over and over again. I just realized it's literally like the entire book. He knows how to how to bring you along from moment to moment, give you enough and not be like, you know, too wordy about it. And it's very clear and it goes from moment to moment, scene to scene, chapter to chapter, very seamlessly. Um, and it's just it, it's such a great, clear read. I think there's something to be said about the clarity of his writing style. Well, I have to agree with the audiobook. I listened to a few on audio and I just was very irked by the people reading it, their yeah. voices. <laughs> they were trying to be children. Yeah. And there was one where it was a female and she was trying to be a younger female. But instead of just having her normal female voice, she was like, <laughs> and I was just like, Dude, you don't need to do that. You know, right. maybe maybe she watched the movie we watched, and that's where she got that voice from. Because that sounds exactly <laughs> like that chick in that movie. <laughs> I was listening. I was listening to to mine, and so there's a scene where the girl's throwing like a a tennis ball against the the garage. And this is like one question I have is if you are on the audio format, and this is an audio book, you have access to actual sounds that are going to go into people's ears. You can actually put the sound of a ball bouncing against the wall. In a book, it says hawk. It's like a, a word that's supposed to, <laughs> it's supposed to, uh, imitate the sound of a ball bouncing against the wall. You don't actually have to say hawk. You can, like, just put a sound of a ball, you know? Stop saying hawk! <laughs> Is that really what it says? Does it sound like I'm saying sock with a. No. But it sounds like you're saying fuck! <laughs> that's usually this that's usually the sound i make uh like if there's a ball in my mouth yeah <laughs> are you trying to say stop <laughs> you know what what was messed up was like i was listening to it in my in my car <laughs> and of course, my kids in the backseat. But every time she says "fuck," it sounds like "fuck." Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Like he's gonna start repeating that, and I have to explain myself, you know, to my wife now that it's I didn't say that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a little bit, it was a little bit annoying, and but not that it 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 doesn't translate well to audio. But I just think that it speaks to more what you said, Rob. It's like the, the visual style of reading it um, is just it's it's well crafted. You can tell, and I'm sure he's looking at it from that lens, like. Is it easy to read? Is it is it flow? Yeah, I was nine when these books came out. You know, I was pretty young, and I feel like I or no, I was seven. Sorry, I was seven when these books came out. And I think I probably started reading them around nine. And I I will say I read every single Goosebumps book. I read all of them so that when you know the Fear Street series came out, I was ready. I read uh-huh. most of those. I was a huge fan, you guys. I yeah, I was just all over them. 
But it was so funny because there were a lot of kids in my class, I guess, that were reading them, but not everyone. And I remember in the fourth grade, um, we I went to a private school and that was the only year that we had a nun teaching us a sister. Right. And she would do this thing where we could pick a different book every month and have like a class reading time. And somehow my class talked her into reading a Goosebumps book. She had no idea. She'd never heard of it. And we picked Camp Nightmare, which is one of my favorite books, one of the ones I'm going to talk about later. And so she starts to read it to us, uh, you know, because she would always kick it off and then we'd all take turns reading. (laughs) And she's reading it to us and it's talking about how a there's this thing that will rip you to shreds and tear off your skin and, you know, kill you. And she closes the book and she's like, Oh my God, I can't believe that you guys picked this book. And we were in so much trouble. And I just feel like I will never forget oh, this man. memory of the time we had a nun try to read us a goosebumps book in the fourth grade. It was fantastic. Anyway, so that's my personal story. But speaking of the stories, let's talk about the ones that we reread as, you know, late 30s, early 40 year olds <laughs> reading Goosebump books that are meant for a bunch of 10 year olds. So uh, who wants to go first here? Who wants to talk about what they read? I don't know. I mean, I'll go first. I read mine in like a 36 hour period. I read three of them like back to back to back to back. Uh, so it's kind of crazy. And even even like Greg, like uh, Greg talked about, like, you know, his son saw one of them. I actually read one to my son. He's four. Um, he got like halfway through it and he was like, this is boring. And I was like, OK, <laughs> that's crazy. Because like it, really every single R.L. Stein book, the first like, I don't know, 20 pages is so much like exposition of yeah. like, this is who I am, and what I look like and what I'm wearing and my house is this and it looks like this. And so it's like, yes, it's very much like that every single book. So like at the very beginning of this book, he's like boring, like nothing's happening. It wasn't until later he, <laughs> he ended up picking a, a later in the series one. I didn't know they end up doing Choose Your Own Adventure, which is super mm-hmm. cool. So he ended up picking one with that. Once I started cho- doing Choose Your Own Adventure with him, then he was super into it because he would get to like pick to do something yeah, every like 10 pages. Yeah. So but that was really funny. But for nice. me, the ones I read, there, there was one that I specifically remember. Uh, it's called Attack of the Mutants. And that's when I remember reading when I was younger. It deals with comics and comic books and superheroes and supervillains, something I liked at the time already. And then so when I saw this being like, oh, R.L. Stein Goosebump book, like scary and a comic stuff I like. I definitely gravitated towards that. I mean, rereading it now, like it's it's an okay book, you know. Well, right. um, it's for kids. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is for kids. I mean, like I said, I, I was able to read it in a couple hours. Like it's it goes by so fast, you know. Now you're older and you know how to pronounce words, like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like when I was younger, but uh, but I, I do love the way that like I I really like his the, like all the twist stuff in it. Like every book has like a twist ending and then you have like a, a second twist ending at the very, very end of every book. Mm-hmm. And so like I almost I honestly would just like want to get to the end to be like, what's happened at the end? And then what's that secondary twist? You know, he was almost like M. Night. He was doing like M. Night twists back yeah. in the day and shit in book form. You know, totally. so it's kind of crazy. But I definitely, yeah, Attack of the Mutant. I really liked it. I thought it was super cool. Re- re- rereading it again brought me back to when I was younger, probably at my house being fearful of something like that. Um, but that's definitely what I picked first. Mm, nice. Actually, speaking of M Night, um, the second one that I that I went through, which was the audiobook, is called The Ghost Next Door. But like M Night um, may have ripped off this concept. Oh, so, shit. 
<laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> this is this is Sixth Sense incarnate um, <laughs> before before the movie Sixth Sense in it, its own little different way. But um, I don't know why I picked this one as like the, the second one I wanted to read. Um, but it was great because it's, it, it it follows exactly the formula you just said, Rob. There's one twist, and then there's a second twist at the end. And um, it was like, I mean, as much as I didn't like the audiobook format, I could still picture myself reading it, going through the story and remembering all the little twists and turns. And yeah, it was very much like an M, M. Night twist um, uh, plot. And I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, the other book, though, the one that I, I only did went through two. But the other one, this is the one that uh, you that you uh, got me, Rob, for our uh, Conge- you know, conjecturing anniversary. This one's called "You Can't Scare Me," and this is the one that I remember picking up at the book fair, just randomly, and thinking, "Well, let me just read this and see what it's about." And I, I have again just such fond memories of this one because this was my first story that kind of made me that you know allowed my imagination to open up and like put yourself into not just a, another adventure or another story or journey because other books do that, but the horrorish element just adds something else to it. Um, and of course, so the, that book is the main character is, you know, a young boy. So of course, as a boy, you could really relate to it. Um, I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the language that he was using in terms of like phrases, I still remember feeling like that didn't really match up. Like, I think he misused the, the word or the name jerk or the word jerk. Mm, you know, like yeah. when people, if you call someone a jerk, you're basically saying they're an asshole, right? Yeah. But he right. used it in like a way that sounded like you made yourself look stupid. Like if you fell, you're like, oh, I feel like I look like such a jerk. And so some of the, the verbiage was off in terms of like what how kids talked. And that felt a little bit kind of like how M. Night would try to do that and sound a lot cooler <laughs> than he was. And you didn't do any research. <laughs> Here's Greg secretly hating M. Night without admitting it. This is where it came from. On a Goosebumps R.L. Stein episode. Yeah. <laughs> finds a way to pull him in there. But you know what? I gotta say uh, this this funny thing. Like, I remember, so this book, have you guys read this one? You Can't Scare Me? Yeah. Okay. So I remember, and this is gonna sound so freaking weird, but I remember reading this and like having a crush on the girl in this book. Yes! And, is she supposed <gasps> to be? crushes! This is the age! Yes! yes. Yeah. And I don't know why, and I don't know if you remember the story, Laura, but she's supposed to be, like, the bad guy in this book, the nemesis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she's basically the girl that makes fun of, not makes fun of them, but makes them look silly because she's really brave. She pets animals, and she's really smart and, like, pretty, and it has all the good qualities and makes them look bad indirectly. And they kept trying to, like, scare her, to, like, get back at her. And, like, the whole book is really just them trying different pranks to scare her, right? And in the end, they finally do, but... It's out in the middle where nobody can see it and they get scared too and they don't really get gratification. From it. But I just remember thinking like, and I, this is, it's just so weird and thinking like, oh, like this girl, like she's so great, you know, like I know she's the bad guy, but like, you know, as a fourth grader, you're like, I'm in love or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> was, oh my God. Was, was, your, was that book at a campsite? No, this is a, uh, well, they do, they do go on field trips. I was going to yeah, say, and it's constantly thought, in the woods. I thought you were pitching a tent. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they were in a treehouse, so I was I was pitching a treehouse. Pitching a treehouse. Oh, wow. Damn. You, were la- you were trying to lay some wood. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it's just it was just enjoyable uh, reread for sure. Yeah, 
All right. Well, I read Camp Nightmare and I remember this being one of my favorite books when I was younger because I used to love going to summer camp. So for me, oh, this nice. was like as scary as it got because I was always so horrified when we would do overnights at summer camp. And I got to say, you guys, we, we review a lot of movies that have twists and you, and Rob, you kind of already brought this up, but this has to be one of the biggest twists of any book I've ever read in my life. Oh, I remember the ending. Oh, it's some, it's actually, that's an R rated ending if you think about it. All right. So I'm going to spoilers. I'm going to give it away. But in this book, this young boy, he's about 12. He goes to a summer camp and everything is wrong from the beginning. I mean, everything is like there are creatures. The kids are missing. Their stuff's missing. There's like evidence all over that they've something's happened to them. They're getting bit by snakes. There's weird people come to the end of the book. He has been tested this whole time. This camp has been put together by a government to make sure he can pass certain tests because his parents are scientists and they're saying, we want to go to a planet called Earth where people are so unpredictable and so horrible. We wanted to make sure that you could handle what came your way. Damn, mind blowing. I did not remember that ending and rereading this book. I mean, every time I'm reading, you know, every chapter I'm reading is like, this is cute. This is fun. I'm having a good time. And then I got to that end and my jaw was on the floor. Wow. I did not see it coming. They weren't even from Earth. Oh, straight my up Planet God. of the Apes, right there. Yeah, it was crazy. so good. Mm. It was so good. I really enjoyed this rereading that book. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, one of the one of the other ones I read. I, I thought it had a really cool ending. It's not something I saw coming. Uh, it was the girl who cried monster. Uh, mm -hmm. That book, which is about pretty much a girl that sees some I don't know fat guy eating flies and turtles and shit. You know, he's like a monster. Um, but the twist ending is like, super cool because it's like the ending is like her and her mom and dad and brother are monsters. They're like mm. were werewolves more or less. And they like eat him, you know, and then, and then and then and then pretty much they're like, oh, you know, we have to kill him because we can't have any other monsters in the area. And I was like, oh, shit. So it's like that was like a cool twist. I didn't remember that reading it originally. I just remember the cover and I remember the stuff about the guy eating turtles and flies and being like, oh, that's so gross. But I didn't remember the twist ending, which I thought was a really good ending. Yeah, with the uh, with the ghost next door. I think the stuff that I don't know about you guys, but for me, the stuff that I remembered, it really, yeah, it wasn't too much of the plot lines. It was more like the visuals that you imagined in, in your head. Mm -hmm. Like just looking at the cover of Monster Blood, I don't remember anything about the the books except for just certain visuals I have in classrooms and down hallways and the schoolyard and, and such. Um, it's really interesting, but the, the, the one that I read, the ghost next door, this is straight up like a movie. Um, it's, it's so good and it should, it should have been like its own movie. Um, you kind of predict the twist. I, I don't remember remembering the twist when I was younger because it's called the ghost next door and the girl pretty much, uh, you know, she's home all alone, um, during the summer. All of her friends are at summer camp. Everyone's doing fun things. And her and her family are just at home. They didn't have money to go out and go on vacation or do anything. So every day she's at home playing with her little brothers or going outside. And she notices, or you know, a kid on his bike bumps into her. And they sort of become friends in a sense because he goes, oh, well, I live next door. And he's kind of a really awkward kid. And um, <clears throat> she goes, well, no, that house was, was sold and no one's been living in it for years. So... 
she starts to think, oh, he's a ghost. And because he'll do certain things, like he'll walk around with like two other kids and they really won't like pay attention to him or what have you. And he'll fall, he fell off the roof trying to get the ball that he threw up there. I remember that. Oh my and God. he just didn't get hurt. So yeah. the whole time you're thinking like this kid may or may not, not, not be a ghost. Yeah. And then what you find out, which is kind of a twist. I, I expected listening to it this time around was that, um, She's the ghost, oh. and mm. and her family. It's it's so crazy because her family doesn't realize that they're ghosts, and she is. And the only reason why he hasn't said anything to her is because he didn't want her to realize that she was a ghost herself because it might freak her out. And Aww. he liked having the company, and he was the real person, that, and he was the only one that could see her. But the the end twist was so mind blowing because the whole in the whole movie. He and his friends are messing with this old guy, and you know, he's the postmaster, and he's giving them problems and heckling them and telling them to get off the, the property. So, they go back and forth, but in this last scene, they break it in, into his house and try to just cause mischief, and a fire starts. And she goes in to save him at this point, still knowing that she's a ghost, right? She, But the fact that she can touch him and, and talk to him, she goes in to save him, and what happens is – you find out she's a ghost because in the beginning of the book, it actually opens up on a dream where she goes out. She wakes up from a dream where her room was on fire. So her whole house died in the ho- her whole house. Her whole family died in a house fire and her spirit yeah. is still lingering. But she came back to save him from a house fire. And then the moment that she does, her spirit starts to float off into space and the, the earth becomes smaller. And her parents are calling her like, come home, come home. Mm. And it ends with her basically like just going to heaven or something. It's uh, it's just mind blowing. Oh my god, Shit. it's insane. <laughs> I'm like, this is so deep for you know, yeah, a nine year old read. This is better than M Night. Come on, that's yeah. just- <laughs> that's crazy. Like I said, I just talked about my book about the girl who cried monster. It's like a fat guy eating eating turtles and shit. And <laughs> Greg's is like, <laughs> Greg's is like some astral talking about like belief and and where you go and shit like that and wow that's that's deep dude wow yeah. Earl Stein Earl Stein went deep in that one yeah no don't do it don't do don't it, do oh, it. Okay. <laughs> well we watched the haunted mask that was a, a goosebumps book <laughs> well it's it's, it's kind of you go it's just like uh I mean come on it, like we we review movies uh for this podcast so anytime we watch something I have my review eye going and it's just like yeah this is like in the 90s late 90s I believe I mean it's kids I mean it's just like horrible acting horrible yeah. dialogue like everything was pretty horrible to watch like that you have to try to like watch it I guess with that perspective, uh, even then it was kind of hard to watch for me. Um, I mean, I think more or less I was, we were just making dick jokes through the whole thing, which probably was inappropriate, but. Well, I mean, the girl wearing that witch nose didn't make dick jokes <laughs> hard to say, right? Um, wow. but I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a TV show, right? I really enjoyed it though, honestly, because it made me, it made me remember. The time when you would watch it on TV. And like I said, I had taped all of them. And I remember it being interesting because the, 
I'm pretty sure at least the shows came out after the books. Yes. So Mm -hmm. you're aware of the story. So they're kind of putting a theatrical spin to the story that you already know and love. Is the show better than the books? No, of course not, but it's interesting. And it, you know, now you can hear music and you can see scary visuals. And actually, we we were joking, you know, Laura mentioned that the shows are evidently rated G, but those are clearly not G shows. It's, it's just the vibe and the, um, just kind of like the motif of it is very PG. This is G. You can show to like a three year old, right? I can't show the, the goosebumps to my kids, oh, but hell no, it's mm-hmm. kid. Apparently, I've got multiple kids. Um, <laughs> but uh, so you almost do. Yeah, oh, it's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah thinking ahead now, it'll be the first thing she watches or he watches. Uh, oh, are we guessing gender? I like it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, I I honestly really enjoyed it just because it made me remember back to the days you would get off of school. Or I think sometimes in the summer you would go, you know, I went home, I'd turn on the air conditioner, would heat up some popcorn. And it was like we would go home and we were by ourselves for a while, no parental supervision. So this was the moment you were like in the zone and you could hop off into your own little adventure on TV for a little bit. So, and of course that intro is just, uh, is just banging. I love that. Oh, that's true. It I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it I'll give it that much. The intro is dope. The intro really takes you back uh, in, in that moment. Uh, the rest of the stuff is, is pretty horrible to me. What about you? Oh, what man. You think? OK, I mean, I understand we review movies. We're pretty tough, especially me. I'm very tough. But come on. I watched this when I was like 12 years old. OK, and I just remember, like, for me, any movie that was made from a book I loved, it didn't matter. It didn't matter how bad it was. It was still the story, which is what I was looking for. And although Carly Beth, uh, you know, she's the main character from Haunted Mask, that's the movie we watched, is not a super likable character. You know, she's very whiny, especially in the movie. Everyone's just being super mean to her. It's very sad. But there are so many horrifying aspects of this show. I mean, the moistness. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) the effects on the mask when it actually does become her is pretty top notch for the 90s. I mean, it is like sucked in on her skin, you know, bone structure. It's very moist, as Greg says. I hate that word, (laughs) but Greg loved to use it. So I'm going to use it. You know, and and everyone who touches it is like, it feels so real. And then her eyes, they stop becoming her eyes. They're sunken into the mask and they change color. That's horrifying. She has that line, where are my eyes? Yeah, and it's horrifying, right? Especially as a child, that's, that's really scary. But the scene that really got me that I remembered and just all came crashing back as we rewatched it was all of the masks floating out of the shop. Like, love us, Carly Beth. Stay (laughs) with us. Oh, my God. Rob, how are you not frightened? I mean, I think we were making jokes that they were saying something else, but... So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I like a lot of heads in my face. I don't know. I, maybe oh, it doesn't shit. bother me that much, you know? Um, yeah, when I was little, the scene that got me was when she can't take off the mask. Like I, When I was oh. that young, I had intense claustrophobia. I hated being in tight I, spaces. I have that now. Being, what? Yeah, and if you have that, I mean, even if you have that now, just that feeling of being trapped in a mask and you can't get out you guys i i've gotten stuck in sweaters before (laughs) where i can't get them off and i literally will be like brooks cut it off i'm so scared (laughs) 
It's horrifying. That's awesome. He goes up to you. There's no seam. (laughs) You know, just to wrap up everything we've said, and Greg, you kind of said this in the beginning. I just personally feel like our generation, like the 35 to early 40s, we all love, love horror to a degree. And I think it's because of these books. We all read these books, and I really feel like that had something to do with it. It was like our gateway. And to me, that is all a thank you to R.L. Stein. Seriously. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, R.L. Yeah. Really, really long. Yeah. Rob just is like, fuck this guy. I want to talk about dicks. That's <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> Laura, I, I'm going to throw you another interesting fact to perhaps indeed oh, yeah. more to R.L. Stein. Okay. So where does R.L. Stein write his books? It says that. He has a writing studio in his apartment. He keeps a mask, a skeleton, and a three-foot-long cockroach there to create an eerie atmosphere. A three-foot-long cock is what I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and by the way, look, we're giving a lot of credit to him, to his clear writing style. Listen to this. And I quote, when I write, I always like to know the title first, then... I have to know the ending because when I write it, I can figure out how to fool or surprise the reader. And it says he makes an outline of the entire book, chapter by chapter, before he starts to write. But then when he's done, he gives the manuscript to his wife, who is an editor. So this is a yeah, that's cool. This is a duo that we're talking about here. Oh and, wow! Yeah, that's editing awesome. is like just as important. Yeah, that's cool. Laura's having a threesome now. Nice. Dude, I'm down. Well, <laughs> what is yeah, she's a hard editor. Like. We got to see what, what she looks like. Hard editor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, so that's it for this week's Pick Your Poison. Uh, next week is a new month. It's going to be our conjecture reign. It's going to be our last month of this Yay. season we're doing here until we come back in January of 2022. Uh, yeah. So we're going to be releasing our entire schedule uh, for October on Twitter and Instagram. Um, let's see here. So also, uh, please send us in a more conjecture choice picks. We want to keep collecting those for next year, for next season when we come back. Uh, have some really good stuff to choose from. Uh, you can contact us, uh, email, conjecturingpod at gmail, Twitter, Instagram, at conjecturingpod, or our website, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Uh, so the, that's it for the conjecturing this week. Uh, but let's, uh, let's reveal what we're going to be doing actually for conjecturing for October. I know we're going to try to go out, go out big, go out with a big bang here. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Gonna knock knock some steins out. Uh, Greg, uh, what are you you starting with? How are you going to start us off in the October ween? I am so happy to choose this movie. Donnie Darko. Yeah. Wow. This is is one of those, I don't know, it's it's a sad, depressing movie, but it's a feel-good movie for some reason for me. Whenever the Halloween season starts, I feel like Halloween, the original, is is one that you kick it off with, as well as Donnie Darko. I don't know why, but it's just, it gives me warm and fuzzies inside, so that's my pick. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Nice. I'm so excited. I like it. I like it. Uh, what's going to be the following week, Laura? What are we doing there? Oh, man. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to pick something better than Donnie Darko. It's one of my favorites. But I am going with a fucking classic Halloween film. Maybe not as classic as Halloween, but maybe second, second place, which is 2007's Trick or Treat. Mm, oh, nice. my God. I finally watched it for the first time last year, and I don't think you guys have seen it. So I, I am seen it. stoked. It I just, oh, it. man, it's going to be great. I'm ready. I'm going to bring my little pail of candy. Uh, get ready to record that. I want to watch it. Be careful. Oh, Check okay. that candy. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe I'll be scared now a little bit. Okay. All right. Yeah, you should uh, 
<laughs> Let's see. So after that, it's going to be, what is this one, Laura? It's a listener choice. Is this my pick? What's happening here? Well, I, I want you to talk about it because I think that I you it. might have uh, kidnapped this person and told them what to pick. <laughs> I didn't pick it. I know that. I love who's about to come on our show, though. So why don't you kick that's it true, off? That's true. That's true. We're bringing back Paige from Revere True Crime Pod <laughs> to come back. Yay. She was here when we reviewed our, our craft episode, uh, whatever that was, a couple months ago. Um, so we're bringing her back on. I gave her a choice of a couple movies, which one she would want to pick for did October. You? I did, did you give her a choice? I gave her a choice. And she and they're all the same movies. <laughs> and she, like me, picked Ernest Scared Stupid, oh. uh, something we've talked about on a couple different ep- pods, a couple different things. Our Halloween, I think last year's uh, Halloween convention, uh, Ernest was one of my top five Halloween characters. You guys all <laughs> didn't like that. So I've never seen it. and I'm so mad. Oh I have God. to watch it. I just can't wait till my very first question. I'm like, Laura, Ernest acting. What do you think of his acting in this movie? <laughs> it's going to be so awesome. You're just going to see an empty chair. I'm going to be gone. You're going to be gone. Oh, that's I'm not even going to be here. <laughs> well, all the rest of us that are there, get your get your denim ready. Get your jean jackets ready. We're going to be wearing all that shit for the whole episode. So I'm excited to have Paige back on. That's going to be super fun. Uh, then after that, it's going to be our final, our final episode of the season. Um, so how are we ending it, Laura? Uh, well, this is your pick your poison. Technically, so. it, technically it is, but I feel like it's all our things. We all are helping to create this at this end. Make sure we go out, go out big, go out long too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I get my yeah. way in our thing, I, I definitely better be long. <laughs> Nope, you're not. You're not. Oh man, I'm short. Damn it. You're very, you're very short, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> How would you describe his character, Greg? He's short and sturdy. I don't know, like, oh, it's a good one. stocky. There you go. Stocky. stocky. There you oh, go. Okay, so just me normally. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so we are doing something crazy. We we... Sent Fred a picture of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Figure out the stats. <laughs> 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 oh, Alright, we gotta get through this. Alright, come on, Lori. Uh, our final episode, <laughs> Rob's Pick Your Poison. Uh, we are doing a Dungeons and Dragons digital no, not digital, sorry, virtual. <laughs> digital? Wow, we're going really old school. <laughs> Death D and D and D. Digital yeah. Dungeons and yeah. Dragons. I meant virtual. Virtual game. The three of us are going to be playing. We have found ourselves the best dungeon master, I believe is what they call themselves. In the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fran Coda, and he is going to be having... Yes, yes, Fran. Oh, my God. So grateful. Uh, he is going to be having us play a Halloween-themed D&D game. Now, the three of us have never played D&D before, and Greg and I were able to come up with our characters, which was hard enough like we don't know we're very i feel like we're bare bones basic characters but we also have come up with rob's character Mm -hmm. two of us greg and i have come up with it and rob has no idea what he's coming as so i'm going in completely blind i don't know what's happening my only request that i i had a dick sword and i don't think they gave it to me no because Um, that's not an option that's not uh, something you can have on D. so don't worry it's gonna be my secret secret (laughs) your your secret d yeah it's 
it's going to be, it's going to be wild. It's going to be the three of us, not only not having a fucking clue what we're doing, but navigating some crazy Halloween themed world where maybe we're enemies. Maybe we're working together. Maybe we kill off each other. I don't know what it's, we'll see. Maybe, maybe we just get off on each other. Maybe we'll do that too. Maybe that's <laughs> please what happens. Don't, please don't do that. <laughs> Brand ideas. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I still like the idea of, you know, because when Laura, you and I came up with our characters, it's a very intricate process. You have to like describe oh yeah. every single detail and background element about your I just love the idea of we should have just sent Fran a pic, just a, a photo of Rob in a sweater. <laughs> just like standing there like as the, as the page three to our packet. I, I will give you one hint though, Rob. You know, you're allowed to have like certain things on your person, like mm. whether it's potions or weapons or whatnot mm-hmm. and i was very minimal with mine like because your character naturally comes with stuff and then you get to pick a few i picked like a few right. things and i feel like greg did the same like he has stuff his character comes with he picked a few i gave you a fucking laundry list i mean Whoa. you have the most random shit on your person you're just nice. lugging like 500 pounds of shit with you everywhere you go <laughs> and none and of it, it is, makes sense it is so random i'm like you got like a hubcap in your pocket and i'm like the, I'm like the, the spitty cap. what is it i'm like the trash lady from labyrinth i'm like shit that is all is on my back literally that is exactly what i was thinking was she, exactly she's the exactly. worst i don't want to be here oh no why didn't i why didn't like, i contribute cool, guys and uh i regret my decision of not contributing now <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to have a lot of shit in there. Probably some dildos or something like that. I'll throw them at you guys. Um, let's see. So that's it. That's the month. That's how we're going to end it. It's going to be super fun, entertaining. Uh, get ready for all that funness. Uh, so let's see here. So if you like our pod, check out our merch store. Check out the merch store at tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. Uh, please uh, remember to subscribe, rate, review our podcast, whatever you're listening to it on. And check out the Slash and Cast podcast network, slash and cast dot network. So that's it from the gold room tonight. It's been the conjecturing. I've been Rob and Laura and Greg. Yeah. Until next time, remember Horace objective. So conjecture away. See ya. Bye-bye. to it the more the merrier whoa it's fine you you come in you come in (laughs) oh my goodness wow (laughs) wow all right